Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello and welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. Uh, this name is brought to you, kind of brought to you by Steve. He was the one who, uh, he did mention it uh, when we were talking about a name for a uh, sports podcast that I wanted to start. And uh, Actually, it's more from the Bible. <laughs> well, we found it in the Bible, but I mean, you were the one who like did say, oh, how about the good fight? Yeah, the good fight. So, so uh, we're rolling with it. So we're on episode two. And uh, if you didn't listen to episode one, basically we cover all the sports, local sports here in the uh, 574 uh, area. Um, we also cover some uh, college and pro teams, mostly Notre Dame, um, because I don't, I don't know why, but there's <laughs> a big Notre Dame fan here, and he's the one that's talking right now. Uh, Go figure. So, uh, we're going <laughs> to start off with uh, some high school things. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the LaVille football team and how they're going to be next year. Whoa! Um, and I just saw that yesterday. Yeah, the you, announcement. Had, yeah. Did anybody know that ahead of time, or where did that come I, from? I, Probably got to tell everybody about what we're talking about. Right. Uh, so if you if you haven't heard, if you didn't listen to the first episode either, but uh, the head coach, former head coach now of the Laville Lancers, Will Hostrauser, uh, is stepping down as head coach. Um, he's also the athletic director, so he's going to stay at the school as a athletic director, but as mm. head football coach, he's stepping down. After ten, uh, I would say ten great years mm-hmm. of uh, his leadership, and uh, but yeah, it was kind of surprising because I saw it um, in the morning on the uh, WHME Facebook I page. H- HME broke the story, and I saw it too, and I go, "What did I, exactly?" This I was from? surprised. I was like, "Why is he stepping down?" Is I? It's confusing because I mean, maybe he thought next year. Maybe he just thought it was time. I don't know, but hard to say. But I mean, with that, they also are going to be losing a lot of, lot of talent and a lot of starting players. Yeah. For next year, and it's going to be, it's going to be grueling next year. But if the Lancers want to get back to where they were, I mean, they're going to have to put in some some hard hard work uh, to get back to where they were. Not saying they're going to go undefeated again, but I mean to continue the winning ways, it's going to be mm-hmm. pretty hard. And also like the head coach stepping into what Hostrauser's built there. I mean, he went 79 and 33 in 10 years, a two sectional championships, an undefeated season, two 10 win seasons, a conference championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's got accolades. So, I mean, if any other high school wanted him, I mean, he's got the resume right there for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, the fact he didn't go someplace else, I don't know. And, and who knows? I mean, Will has, I haven't talked to Will about it, but to me, being a, a, a head coach in any sport and being the athletic director, especially given now with all of the, uh, it's not only just the girls' athletics, it's now junior high, everybody and their brother, and, and, it's, and it's good for everybody, I get it, but it's, it's mind-numbing right now just trying to get gym time <laughs> during basketball season. <laughs> you know, either like tomorrow, we got to practice from 7 or 9 tomorrow just to get gym time, and just, you know, him, you know, people don't think, don't understand, it's not just the games that he's trying to manage the schedules. It's all the other things that go along with that game preparation. So, yeah, kudos to him. He's a great guy. I like Will mm-hmm. and the uh, program that he's built. And um, so, yeah, it's hard to say. 
after a while, you know, if it's not any fun anymore, and I don't know again what happened, it's time to. And, and if you're going to go out, why not go out on top? I mean, it's it's a good season too. And I, I don't get the idea he probably bailed in any yeah, way, no. shape, or form. No, no, not at all. So, what do you think, Brady? I mean, I think that, you know, he had a good, you know, good career as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I think of any season to go out, you know, to retire as the coach for LaVille, I think that was definitely the season to go. I mean, they had a really good, you know, they were very senior stacked. I mean, they had great offense, great defense, very well, um, pretty much everything. I mean, I only went to, I think, two games, but those two games I went to were just, they were amazing. I went to the North, the, the North Judson game for the, uh, what was it? The... Uh, up for the conference conference game yeah that yeah. was that was great and then uh went to an earlier one in the season but it was it was a real great season by the lancers and uh yeah i've never had a season where i had so many running clocks because <laughs> oh my to, goodness you're it up was, by 35 it was like, ridiculous yeah um i mean so i i've been going to laville games for a while now i went well before before will was even a head coach i went to two but i never watched the game because i mean Back in the day, LaVille was not a team you went to go see mm-hmm. play. You went to, you know, socialize. Um, but when I joined the band and when uh, Hochstrauser took over, I mean, LaVille was starting to win games and not just win games, starting to you know, blow people out. And then this year, I mean, they had, what, like eight running clocks? Right, something crazy like that. And yeah. it was ridiculous. And, I mean, just the fact that they, like, it was a team effort. It wasn't just one guy doing everything. It was a whole. It was the whole team doing everything, and they weren't led by you know just one person. I mean, it was the seniors of that team just leading them on and being like, okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this how we want it to, and we're gonna be how we want to be. And it was from a grad of uh, Laville High School. It was great to see Laville yeah. just yeah. win football games, and it's it was sad when they lost to Andrean. Um, I wanted them to go to state as well as many LaVille people wanted them to go to state, but how they played this year, I think everyone should be proud Mm -hmm. of how they played. It was a great year. It was a really great year. So, uh, that said, now we're going to switch over to basketball. Uh, we're going to start with the LaVille boys basketball team. Um, so had a bit of a rough patch, uh, before last night's game, they had lost, five in a row mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i know when i've lost games it's hard to get up for your, your next game and uh so i could imagine last night all the pressure that the boys had on them especially on the road at a i wouldn't call it hostile but i mean so they went to elkhart christian mm-hmm you don't know Elkhart Christian Jim. <laughs> Elkhart Christian, you wouldn't think it'd be a hostile. They don't want to put the word Christian and hostile I, I, together. I, 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 I choose hostile, not like the fans were like like rowdy or anything, but I mean, the gym is so condensed. The, the fans are right on you. Right. And and they were they were into the game. It was homecoming for them, so there was oh, a lot really? of people there. And so, I mean, they were... And they were loud. I mean, it was a, it was a loud gym to play in. But uh, Lancers came out, and they were shaky at first, but uh, they they got up to the game, and they got up, I think, by 11 points at one point and let Elkhart Christian come back. Um, so score tied. 
63-63. LaVille got a steal, went down, put it up, missed. Elkhart Christian got the rebound. The ball went out of bounds. LaVille ball with three seconds left. Nice. So Lancers call timeout. And uh, I'm thinking, so they're either going to do one of two things. One, they're either going to lob it into Michael Good because he was the tallest one out there, or it was going to be Collins Arnecki taking mm-hmm. the last shot. So Lancers uh, get the inbound, and they just lob it up to Michael Good, and he puts it right in with 1.8 seconds, and uh, that was all she wrote. Ball game. That was all she wrote. Wow. So LaVille won 65-63. Uh, against ECA. Now, uh, I am going to be a bit of a homer on the series because I've been on both <laughs> sides of it. I've been on Elkar. I've been on the Elkar Christian side because I went there for a while, and uh, I, I hate to say, sorry, Laville fans. I grew up not liking Laville when I went to ECA. What? Yeah. Wow. No. That can't be the Kenny I know. No. Well, see, now <laughs> I liked Laville only for one reason. Why is that? Darren Cox. Ah, okay. My so, nephew. Yeah. So I, I, I liked Darren, but I didn't like LaVille. Now, so, so did you ever confess that as a sin? <laughs> oh, I've already confessed that as a sin. I've repented from that. So I'm a new, I'm a new person now. I'm, <laughs> I'm a new creature in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. <laughs> Um, I, yep, I've been baptized in uh, the royal blue and white. <laughs> That's um, funny. So it, That's it, funny. it's like Elkhart Christian. It's like, I I mean, I'm not a fan of them anymore, but it's, I'm not saying I don't like them or dislike them. It's just meh. But uh series is tied 9-9. Really? Yeah. So I would call it a rivalry. Really? In, huh. in, in my terms. I mean, yeah. It just feels. It feels like the teams. It's really your podcast, don't. man. You can call it whatever you want. I feel like the teams really don't like each other. Huh? I mean, it. I know it's Christian. And I know it's a Christian school. Louisville plays a Christian school, but it's. It, you get the feeling of like ECA comes out with like a chip on their shoulder uh-huh. because you know they're playing. Well, they're playing Michael Edison's team. They're playing Jack Edison. I mean, they have two Edisons who are known for high school basketball right. uh, on the bench, and it's like. LaVille is kind of known for for basketball, too. And, you know, ECA has nothing to lose. Yeah. They can just go out and play. LaVille's got all the pressure of trying to win. Sure. So I would call it a rivalry, and I am going to call it a rivalry. <laughs> um, so now to LaVille girls basketball, and we happen to have the head coach of the JV – Wow, I got and I, I got a, I got a promotion. The head coach of the JV. Are you a head coach? Yeah. Well, I, I've never been called it. I'm always just the JV coach. I don't know. I would call you the head coach. Oh, of the really? JV. All right. Well, I don't. See, I don't know where I, I I am on the pecking order here. Well, you're the head coach of the JV, and you're okay. a coach for the varsity. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that. And it doesn't make any difference. It's just always interesting where what people refer to me. Hey, he's that guy over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy that wears the lanyard all the time. But yeah, so, we have Brady. Have... What do you think? What is there such a thing as a head JV coach, or am I just like the JV coach? That's kind of like he's like the other guy down on the totem pole. I'm not sure, honestly. I mean, I think people would probably look at you and could probably tell you're the coach. I mean, just from you know, I got how... a suit on, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, 
the difference between the head coach and just a coach on the JV, I mean, there's I wouldn't say there's too much of a difference because you're still leading that team and you're still, you know, helping the players Brady and everything. Thanks, so I appreciate it. You know, it's still uh still a leadership position. So Thanks, man. It's I always appreciate good. it. Cool. Okay, fine. I stand corrected. The coach of the no, JV no. then. I'm the head coach now. Uh, well, well, yeah. I, was, I like that. Yeah, I was saying you're the head coach of the JV. All right. Nice. Yeah. So we got the head coach of the JV JV girls here. That is uh, Steve Cox. Uh, so, Steve, why don't you give us your uh, your takes on how the uh, JV season's going? For Our JV. Uh, my JV currently right now is 13-2. and two. Um we lost early on in the season to Color Girls Academy, and that was uh, we just went down to Color and just got beat up. Basically, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> and then we laid an egg. We played uh, last Saturday. We played Caston, beat Caston. Then we played Judson on Tuesday, laid an egg against Justin. Then we played really well Thursday, got back on the winning side and, and beat Knox. So. Uh, uh, we have struggled this year just with injuries, sicknesses. I've only got seven girls, and of those seven girls, two float back and forth as far as the varsity mm. is, is concerned. So uh, it would be easy for my girls to um, you know, take a look at all the negative, whatever. And, man, we just play hard. We just play hard, and that's what I like. You know, I don't have to say anything about 50-50 balls and people on the floor. And girls just diving into, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it's a really fun group of girls. I don't have any attitude issues, and let's just cut to the chase. Sometimes mm -hmm. on girls' teams, you can have attitude. Guys' teams, too. Mm -hmm. But um, but we don't have any of those. It's a fun group. They, they want to listen. They want to learn. And uh, we're getting ready to head into Bi-County Week with um, mm -hmm. all expectations of doing well. And, and uh, you don't cut down the nets if you win at the JV level, which kind of stinks. Because two years ago, my JV team won the Bi-County. Mm. And and I, I'm thankful for the plaque that you get and all the pictures, blah, blah, blah. But it would be nice to cut down the nets. So yeah. so this year, if if we win, uh, I'm going to have somebody sneak a ladder over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys do play early on in the morning. Right. So, right. so theoretically, you could cut down the nets. We could. But, but anyway, it, it's okay. So it's a great group of girls. Um, they work hard, and we're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to stick with the girls' basketball team, but we're going to move over to the varsity team. Uh, the varsity team is doing, I would say, pretty well this mm -hmm. year. They're 12-6, they're and six, uh, led by Nicholas Amor, mm -hmm. um, which I didn't know he was the head coach until I went to a game. Okay. I, no one told me that it was Nick Amor. <clears throat> right. And I was like, oh, wow, Nick, Nick Amor. And it was like, oh, I, I know exactly what offense he's running. Right. It's what he learned under Michael Edison. Sure. Basically and what he learned down in Indiana State too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's kinda like like uh um, melded the two. Yeah. So I mean there's something there are some uh times where I can I know what offense he's in and other times it's like, oh, what what's this? That's that's new. Mm -hmm. I like that. I kinda do that differently, but who am I to say that? Because I'm just some guy in the stands. You're who, some guy in the stands who has a sports podcast, and well, now can say I don't. I really, <laughs> I really don't like that play call there, coach. But, but yeah, Laville's doing pretty good in girls basketball. Now they're on to by county now, and um, so it's like by county. If you don't know by county, if you're not from around here, the by the I sh hold on. Let me say 
the 58th annual TCU by county tournament. Right. Let me just throw that out there now. Sure. The official name mm-hmm. uh, is, I would say, the tournament in St. Joe and Marshall counties. Well, oh, it's the tournament as far as, you know, to me, it's one of the best terms in the state of Indiana. Oh, for sure. You know, it's been going on, you know, the rivalries that you'll have. And even today, um, you know, on on Saturday, Saturday night, especially if you get Glenn and Bremen Argus and some of these other teams, the place is just jam-packed. And uh, it's a great atmosphere. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, the longevity of the whole thing. I think really what makes it makes it really special as well. So can you kind of give some of the backstory on how it got started? Well, the backstory on the, on the Bi-County is my dad. And and who is your dad? Uh, my dad's Dale Cox. And so, uh, and then uh, principal from over at New, at, uh, well, it was New Prairie. It wasn't even New Prairie then. It was from uh, New Carlisle. His name mm. was Amzie Miller. And then Roland Young, who was the principal uh, at, at uh, Wapaz. Uh, they're the ones that got this thing together and it's by county because at that point in time it was just st joe and and marshall county now it's added stark got you know od is in it uh as well but uh, yeah that's just the humble beginnings so they just put it together and that's back in the good old days where john glenn didn't even exist it was north liberty that played and new carlisle played new prairie and, and glenn weren't even consolidated at that mm. at that point in time so uh it just goes to show you how old i am <laughs> And it's, the, and it's the 58th, and I was 11 years old when it first got birthed. So it was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, I'm old. So, But that's just the humble beginnings of where, mm-hmm. it, where it's gone. And, and it stays local. So you got all these local teams. See, part of what happens is we're beginning to lose some of the rivalries because, like right now, we're down the HNAC, so we're playing all these teams down there. And Raymond, these guys are all in the NIC now. And, and a lot of times some of these – rivalry games just don't happen anymore because of conference schedules you have to be and so by county tends tends to just put teams back together that normally 20 30 years ago played all the time but don't maybe see each other on the regular season schedule so i think that's why it just creates that level of of intensity um, as far as uh, just rivalries are concerned and just makes for a great atmosphere Mm -hmm. so here's the i'm going to give the the pairings of the the tournament here, and I, and I think this is the same for, yeah, it is the same for uh, varsity girls, boys, and I believe JV. If I'm wrong, Steve, about the JV pairings, please correct me. I will. Um, so we got Bremen at Triton, uh, New Prairie at Glen, Argus at Culver, and then Oregon Davis at LaVille. And those are the pairings for the tournament, uh, the uh, JV plays Monday, tomorrow. Right, except um, we drew a buy into Wednesday because on the JV side, Argus, Oregon Davis, and Bremen don't have a JV. Ah, okay. So that's the only one. Everybody else is is the same. So the Bremen, the JV boys will play tomorrow night. And the JV girls will not play tomorrow night because we're going straight in the semifinals against Culver because who did Culver, who's Culver supposed to play? Argus. Yeah, Argus doesn't have a JV. Okay. And we were supposed to play. Who were we, who were we supposed to play initially? Uh, Oregon Davis. Yeah, OD doesn't have that. So we immediately went into the semifinals. So Triton or so Glenn and New Prairie on the on the JV are going to play each other, and then Triton then drew a bye because <clears throat> Bremen didn't have a JV either. So. If that was confusing everybody, 
that's okay. Brady, was that was that clear as mud? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they're not like super big. I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me that they don't got a JV squad. Um, it is kind of interesting though that you guys are already in the semifinals because <laughs> you know you don't even have to play those earlier on. So that's kind of nice, but. Yeah, I mean, in one sense it is, but in another sense, it's good to play. I mean, you get back to it. Would you rather play or get it? I mean, get an automatic, you know. And I like being in the semifinal round. Don't get me wrong, but also it'd be nice to play because now we're going to go. Except we played. We had an NBA schedule last week. We played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday last week. We played three games in six days last week. So it was kind of mm-hmm. nice to get to, some rest. To get some rest, but uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so it's nice to, I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, some of the schools struggle sometimes to put together a JV squad and mm-hmm. we're very fortunate we, that we have one. Yeah. That's speaking of struggling, Oregon Davis girls are the epitome of struggling now. Really? They mm-hmm. are. What's their record? Five and 14. Ooh. Wow. Now here, he, Oregon Davis used to be known for girls basketball. Head, they were um, Terry Minix, their head, former head coach, led them to like I think th- three state championships. Yeah, I, and they, was... I mean, they won at least like seventeen games a year. And I mean, they just just they didn't just win. Yeah, they blew you out of the gym, and they continued to blow you out of the gym even though you were getting blown out. Mm-hmm. And it was. I was kind of happy he left. And didn't I, care. I, I, <laughs> yeah, he didn't care. He would leave the starters in, and it was like I really didn't mind him leaving because I didn't like him. I never met him, but I he just seemed like one of those guys that he gave me a handshake and be one of those. <laughs> just, just Brady, what do you think about people who uh, judge other people without never meeting them? What do you think? I mean, there's certain grounds to it, I guess, but like honestly. You got to meet someone to know, really. Not trying to call you out here, Kenny, but yeah, uh, you are. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> just going like it is. I mean, they do say don't meet your heroes because they will usually disappoint you. <laughs> but if they're not your hero and you haven't met them, then I don't know what to say. I'm not sure about that. That was deep. Yeah, that was really deep. So sorry, just just messing with you man all right fine terry minix if you're listening yeah, hit, hit us up on our uh, email you can find that at ccflugnutspodcast.com send us an email kenny would love to go out and, and uh, lunch with you <laughs> he'll buy i'm on the podcast yeah <laughs> just shoot over an email and we'll talk <laughs> um we're gonna stay on the girls side we're gonna switch to a completely different team uh with south bend washington south bend washington girls are 19 and 0 ranked number one in their class, number one in the state, and they're ranked number 10 in the U.S. Oh, they were number eight last time I saw in the U.S., so they oh. maybe dropped a little well, bit. Well, according so. to Max Preps, I I, yeah. I use Max Preps, and they're number 10. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. being number 10, I mean, in the state, I mean, or not state, sorry, the, you said the U.S.? In the country, in the yeah. Country. yeah. In the country. I mean, I would expect that, you know, most of those out of 10 are probably out in, like, California or... What's the number one? Is uh, so it like- you got so here's the top ten states for girls basketball. You got New York, California, Florida, California, uh, Washington D.C., California, Montana. Wow, um, Montana. Yes, that is interesting. Really? Huh. Or 
Oh, uh, sorry, Missouri. I read that wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Missouri. My bad. Missouri. Okay. okay. <laughs> Missouri. Brady and I kind of scratch our heads on yeah, that like one. Yeah, Montana, Montana. Like, it must be some. I've been to Montana. They got a big glacier. Yeah. <laughs> National <laughs> Park. Sorry. No, Missouri makes Sorry sense. to keep your hopes up, Montana. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then Minnesota, New Jersey, and then uh, South Bend, Washington rounds out the, uh, the top Number 10. 10. Huh. Um. But yeah, the South of Washington girls, Brady, here's how good they are. They're scoring 80 points a game. I know. They're giving up 36. They're winning by at least almost 50 points a game. Right. Their point spread right now, I think, is the is number one also. Oh, it's number one. They're winning by at least 44 a game. That's insane. So and then, so here are a couple of highlight games. They beat Penn 86 to 45. Mm-hmm. Here's That's... the fun fact about this game. Penn started on a 10 nothing run. Okay. And then got outscored 86 to 35. It's Penn. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Penn, I'm right? I'm talking about that Penn High School. Penn. Penn High School, yes. Isn't Penn like what the, not the, what's their number? They're, um, or I know like, no, like the size of their school. Like oh, they the are. Size. They have like 3,500 enrolled. Oh, yeah. They're a 5A school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're they're big. They're it's a prep it's a prep school. Let's just right. call it like it is. Small Pretty college. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so they beat Penn eighty six forty five. Uh, they dropped a hundred on New Prairie. <laughs> uh, they beat um, South Bend Clay almost by ninety. Yes, almost by ninety ninety one to four. Wow. Four. Four. Wow. Got nothing to say to that. <laughs> That's <laughs> there, there's not even... nothing to say. If okay, I'm gonna look at you, Steve, and I just want to say, if your team got blown out 91 to four, what would you say after the game <laughs> to your team if you had to say anything? Well, this is what I teach my girls. Uh, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move <laughs> on because yeah, that that's hard to imagine. Ninety-one to four. You get those kind of goofy things when you're in fifth grade, where somebody beats somebody right. thirty to two. I get it. I don't know how you can only score four points. Yeah, because we played Clay, and and Clay wasn't a wasn't. A, Good, they weren't an exception team, but they weren't that bad. And so I don't know. That just tells me South Bend, Washington just kind of put the screws to them to what they did. Yeah. yeah. Probably, you know, the enemy deserves no mercy. And I guess. Yeah. Maybe they weren't actually. Maybe they were showing mercy there. I, I don't mean, know. But their defense was definitely, must have been really, I mean, four uh, points. So, yeah, South Bend, Washington's defense is suffocating. They don't, they don't run any sort of trap. They just, right. They just, they're just that good. I mean, they got three D1 girls on their team and one is like like six four so i mean they got height mm-hmm. um then uh, they also played the number one team in michigan and yeah they beat them by 12 okay <laughs> and then they played the number three team in illinois beat them by six mm-hmm. so i mean they've got they're they're battle tested um and there is not a team in the state who is going to beat. I was going to give them the trophy right now yeah, and just made, don't even yeah, bother going down yeah, to Indianapolis. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Good Fight Sports Podcast, even though they have no sort of pull in the IHSAA or media at all, 
uh, is going to award South Bend, Washington, the uh, 2022 state championship. Uh, congratulations, South Bend did girls. They beat, who they beat last year in the final by like 60 or something like uh, that, if I remember they, correctly? They beat in the um, state final game. Silver. They beat Silver Creek. Ninety-three to thirty-five. In the state final. <laughs> the state final. That that's not right. That A- after thirty-five. Mm. After they lost to uh, Silver Creek the year before by six, fifty-four forty-eight. Mm. So they have shown some good improve. I, I shouldn't say good improvement. <laughs> yeah. Astronomical improvement. I mean, you go from, right. you know, barely beaten or losing to someone by six points to beating them by. Almost 60. 60 almost. Right. Like that's, and it wasn't just a fluke. It's like they're consistently putting those numbers up. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Know, it's um, crazy. But, yeah, they, uh, so last year, and so I'm going to give a shout-out to South Bend Riley here. Last year when they played Washington, they lost by 100. <laughs> 110 to 10. <laughs> that's. I, like, I, mean, I think a lot of I think hopefully none of our listeners think I'm kidding here. I'm not. Go look not. it up. Yeah, yeah. No. But this year, this year, South Bend Riley only lost ninety-five to thirteen, so they scored three more points, and they didn't allow a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's kudos. I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. Good job, South Bend <laughs> Riley, um, not losing by a hundred. Um, but yeah, the South Bend girls, state state champs yeah. here. Um, you guys are way too good for anyone in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Well, and you wonder not, and I don't know where they're getting their girls from. Are these girls that are actually truly growing up within the program? Yes. Is it is? Well, Skylar Diggins has obviously, I mean, that's where she went to school. And so there is a immediate draw to come to, to Washington there. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, sometimes you look at them and go, what? But everybody's like envious of like, yeah, if we had that at our school, we sure would like to be having <laughs> right. that role. So, you know, as long as they're developing kids through their program and, and you get a transfer every now and then, but you know, that just leads you to a whole nother topic of, you know, you know, kids at the high school level being recruited and skipping around from school to school to play and, mm. and uh, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole, that's, that's a, a whole, whole nother, nother podcast. Yeah. Whole, nother, whole nother podcast. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into the college end now. We're gonna go right. to college basketball. Notre Dame. We're gonna touch on Notre Dame very quickly because I do not want to talk about them all day because there's <laughs> really nothing to talk about. Uh, the men's team is horrific, um, and that's being nice. Um, they started off the year fairly fairly well. They only lost one game. Uh, they beat Michigan State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, turned around the next game and lost to Syracuse by one. And after that, they've only won three games. Yeah, I mean, they got into a conference play and just – and uh, Well, here's the fun fact. They've played the worst teams in the conference besides Miami. They played Florida State, who's won like a total of four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Miami, who's top in the conference. Boston College – Low end of the totem pole in the conference. Carolina, mid, mid-level. Georgia Tech, they beat Georgia Tech in overtime by one, and they're the worst team in the conference. Mm-hmm. And then they lost to Syracuse again at Syracuse. So I'm on the fire Mike Bray trail. Mike <laughs> Bray is the head coach of the men's team. He has been for 
20 some odd years now. Yeah, he's been here a long time. Um, So I'm on the Mike Bray trail. If I ever go to a game, I'm taking a paper bag and I'm putting it over my head because I don't want to watch. That's how bad they are. (laughs) Why Uh, would you go to the game? Exactly. Why would I go to the game? (laughs) I mean, you got to think, though. That's that makes me think of you know you go to the game because you're a fan you're not there to see your team win you're just there for your team because like you look at like say the this professional football like the Cleveland Browns when they had their I like to call it their their defeated season because right. you know they have a you have an undefeated season and then you have a season where you lose all your games and that season you know fans would literally show up with bags over right. their head mm-hmm. because they can't watch the game because they're so bad they would get blown out you know we're talking about you know, women or uh, girls' high school basketball games being like, you know, a hundred and ten to ten or whatever. <laughs> well, that was happening where the Browns they were losing by, you know, like 40, 40, 50 points. 40, 50 <laughs> points a game, throwing six interceptions and however many fumbles. And like, you gotta wonder, like, I, I couldn't go to a game as a fan. I couldn't mm-hmm. watch. I wouldn't. I would. I'd, I'd be a fan, but I wouldn't be able to support. I wouldn't be able to wear clothing that shows that out in public because people would talk about it and then it would yep. make me depressed because of how so, bad we so are. So that's a whole other podcast. Can you be a fan and not support your team? Yeah, we're, yeah that's another podcast. Another podcast. Another podcast. Another podcast that, yeah. <laughs> uh, cutting too deep to the crawl there, <laughs> Brady and Steve. <laughs> um, so uh, quickly on to some more college stuff. Uh, the national championship game uh, against Georgia and TCU. Uh, you want to... We're talking about blowouts. We may as well talk about that blowout. Uh, um, yeah, that really wasn't a game. Um, Georgia got off to a 10 nothing lead pretty quickly, and then TCU goes down, scores. You think, all right, 10-7? Is it, it going to be a game? Mm-hmm. Four plays later, touchdown Georgia. Right. And Georgia then goes on to score the next 55 unanswered points to win 65-7. to Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, definitely TCU went in as the underdogs, but, you know, I seriously thought there was going to be, you know, some chance for them to win that game. But, you know, with Georgia winning it, you know, last year and how good they were Mm -hmm. and, you know, they had a lot of those players, you know, come back and play again. And, you know, they were really a force to reckon to be uh, a force to reckon with or whatever. And I thought it was probably going to be probably a ten within ten mm-hmm. maybe fifteen point game something like that. But no, I was not expecting a <laughs> fifty some point or sixty whatever it was <laughs> blowout. That's just I, that's really I don't think that's really common, especially in the national championship. Right. I mean, I'm used to you know it being Clemson. I mean, I, I I'm used to you know Clemson. I mean, them dropping like in normal games, not right. in the, you know like eighty points on a team or something. But you go to the national championship and you're a team with uh, with a team like Georgia, mm-hmm. and you see them do that to TCU. And man, TCU really fought to get there. Also, yeah. I mean, they definitely earned their spot there. It's just they just did not, you know, really play up to you know what they had been. It seemed like yeah, and it's kind of a bummer too. You just wonder if they played again, were they? What kind of outcome would they? Would right, because because I I heard from someone say it's like all right I think we've got the uh, the one out of ten national championship game because mm-hmm. yeah if these teams play ten times I don't see Georgia winning by this margin again it like, it'd be a lot closer there there'd be that one game where you know if everything goes right TCU wins if everything goes right Georgia does what they did 
And then you got the other games in between where it's going to be like maybe one, two, maybe ten point win. Not saying TCU is going to win them all, but TCU would be in be in the game. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think we got the one out of ten game. So um, just a bummer you did that at the national championship because yeah, you know right. how hard it is to get back, especially if they're going to expand the field. Is a, is what they're talking about? Right, exactly. Um, and, and so I TCU belonged. I mean. I'm not saying they didn't belong. I mean, they belong. They beat Michigan. Yeah. I was rooting for TCU all game. Beat Michigan. Um, Ken, yes. you had the holy trifecta. Ohio State <sighs> lost, Michigan lost, the USC <sighs> lost. You were just like, oh, man. <laughs> you and your glory. It was oh, Christmas for Kenny. Yes, it was yeah. the best New Year's I've ever gotten because <laughs> Notre Dame won, USC lost, Michigan lost, and Ohio State lost. So I was – ecstatic over new year's <laughs> um i'm not sorry to my family up in michigan for that uh tcu win over michigan i am not sorry at all and i never will be sorry um that's about as far as i'm gonna go because if i keep going i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say something no christmas gifts for you next year bunch of coal for yeah. Kenny. Yeah. hey i don't like michigan sorry <laughs> not sorry um but yeah tcu belonged in the game um it's just kind of upsetting that you know they laid an egg a major egg they gave up the most points in a bowl game in fps history Mm -hmm. uh the most points in the national championship game largest point spread in the national championship game i mean there's so many records that georgia broke in that game that i don't think tcu even wants to remember Uh, no those are not the ones you you know, don't hang your banners for those. And you <laughs> yeah. want to talk about transfers, though. TCU hit the transfer portal hard, oh, crazy this yeah. previous year, and I mm-hmm. think they got like fifteen transfers. Meanwhile, Georgia over here with like two. They developed their talent in, with high school recruits, which, which, like, so what's better, getting transfers or developing your players? Mm-hmm. I think Georgia proved that you know, developing your players and talent from within is what you need mm-hmm. to do not saying you go out and hit the transfer portal occasionally but you, you mm-hmm. don't need to get 15 transfers to make your team good well and actually you know they picked up uh three kids that were uh committed five-star recruits committed to alabama i think it's three that mm-hmm. were committed to alabama you know they're they transfer they're gonna be at tcu and i think honestly tcu next year could really have uh, you know another shot of you know, making it there, improving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be a lot of other teams, you know, that I'm seeing here that are going to be just really hard to beat next year. What I think is interesting, too, is that the Georgia coach, I saw this on a clip the other day, talked about that they have to remake themselves. And, I, and you know, the, the phrase that we always think about is, if it, if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Mm-hmm. But he said, we people have seen us now for two years, and they're going to start to figure us out. I, I just like the idea of coaching. Is that now? Not that they're going to totally change it up, but um, to think about maybe we're going to have to approach in a different way. And he didn't give any indication of what that looked like. I just thought that was interesting as a coach that he's aware of the fact that you know even though we've won two in a row, uh, going back and doing the same old thing, especially at the college level, coaches are smart enough. They're going to start figuring out right. what you're going to do. I just thought that was, that was I just thought that was interesting. Just told me as a, as a head coach. That you know he's already thinking about, yeah, we're not getting away from the basics, but we might have to tweak some other things on the uh, on the side. So mm-hmm. it was interesting. Yeah, because you know, especially with football, you know, it's not a sport like basketball. Because I feel like you know, with basketball, a player that has just natural, he's athlete, uh, you know, very athletic naturally. 
you know, gifted for that sport, you know. You know, running plays is great, but, you know, you have someone that can just, they can score every time no matter what. You know, with football, you know, there's a lot more players on the field, a lot more going on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to change up the plays because it's not like a player can just, you know, automatically become great just because he's great. You Mm -hmm. know, he has to have a good coach. He has to have, you know, good routes, good plays. So, I mean, once they learn, you know, these teams, you know, I know at the professional level, they definitely watch film, you know, a, a lot. Mm-hmm. And they probably are starting to do that even more in college now. But, um, yeah, Georgia's a really, you know, they have a really good playbook. Um, but, you know, like their coach was saying, I think that, you know, you can't just keep the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some changes you need to do um, in sports because, you know, then, you know, if a team can read the play, then, you know, yeah. they can be like, okay, it's going here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can completely change a football game in a mm-hmm. moment. So, yep, yeah. So that begs that begs the question. The question that's been I've been hearing going around all of the, you know, the sports shows and podcasts I listen to is, has Georgia surpassed Alabama? So has has Georgia surpassed Alabama? I'll let you know either one of you guys with in what way just in you know it is it is Georgia now the cream of the crop in college football how Alabama has been dominating over the past decade under Nick Saban and Mm -hmm. all that but has Georgia overtaken Alabama for that you know the cream of the crop okay this is the team you need to go out and beat now or is it still Alabama Brady what do you think I'll let you go first so I would have to say that with Alabama, for a long time, they've been getting the best recruits out there. I mean, Georgia gets good recruits, but everyone wanted to go play for, you know, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Those are the big colleges, in my opinion, for the, you know, if you want to go and try to make your name known. So I think for a team like Georgia to build their team and to be where they're at now and be as good as they are, um, it would beg the question in my head if really if Alabama was so much if they had just good players if it was more they built the team or if it was more they got a lot of good players and had you know good seasons because you know a team like Georgia it's not just you know the players I mean they have great I mean coaching like it's it's incredible I mean, and nothing against Nick Saban. He I mean he's a great. I mean, he's he'll go down as you know one of the best coaches in mm. college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like what Georgia's doing, and I would say it's very close. It's it's very 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 close because you could go either way with this argument. I mean, Alabama has been the place to go to, and Georgia's starting to become that place, mm-hmm. and they're starting to become as good as you know. Everybody, and I think if they definitely if they win, you know, another national championship, they don't even have to win the next national championship. If they win another one in the next year or two, that definitely cements in my head, you know, that they're probably better all time than Alabama, just from I think. But that's just my seeing. And unless Alabama can, you know, turn around and you know take a younger squad or take you know a you know not as star-studded heavy. I mean, not that Georgia wasn't. I mean, Georgia had a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have a bunch of first-round draft pit, you know, first-rounders oh, for sure going, but I'm not sure. What do you think, Steve? Um, I still think Alabama is the 
is the program. Because something about what happened a few years ago, everybody thought Clemson was going to be the next, you know, and they, they did well. And, and not, it's just hard to repeat. Mm. And if I look at Alabama, and again, I'm not an Alabama fan, um, not against him or whatever. I'm not like Kenny. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> As a pastor, you really can't hate anybody. <clears throat> People I like more, let's put it that way. But uh, uh, I still think Alabama is the program that you can measure yourself to. But like uh, Brady said, if they win a couple more, then then maybe. But Because uh, uh, I think that's what everybody, a few years back, they were getting ready to climb, you know. Uh, Clemson is the new Alabama, and we saw how quickly. Not that it went south, but how it's just hard anymore in the NFL or the college. You no, know, I, I say NFL because it's about like semi-pro ball anymore, mm-hmm. with all the nil yeah. money and all the portals, mm-hmm. and you know kids don't have to sit out anymore. Basically, just get in the portal and choo, I'm over there. So anyway, so for what it's worth, um, I still think Alabama is the program that you're measuring against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's a really close argument. That's Brady. It can go both ways. I mean, it, it's it's so close, at least at the moment, between these two schools, that you know, yes, Alabama is still almost that that the team to beat. They are like the cream of the crop. They're usually almost always in the national championship game. Um, so yeah, I mean, Alabama's almost a deadlock to be, you know, that, that team that that's always going to be there. But now it's the flip side. It's like, okay, Georgia, it's been there two years in a row. They've mm-hmm. won back-to-back national championships. Right. And I mean, they've beaten Alabama already in the national championship and they just beat TCU by 55 or 50 some odd points. So mm-hmm. it's, it now it's like, okay, I think, it's pretty close now. So, I mean, it can go either way. And I just – I kind of find it funny that, you know, it, Kirby Smart's the head coach because, fun fact, he was on the – he was the Alabama defensive right. coordinator mm-hmm. in 2011 and 2012 for the two national championships that they won in a row at Alabama. And, yes, Kirby Smart's defense demolished Notre Dame for what yeah. it's worth. I mean, <laughs> it was hard to watch. but <laughs> But, I mean – you just look at his def- Kirby Smart's defense and just it's it's suffocating and how it was at Alabama it was suffocating and it's like mm-hmm. you kind of see the flip side of him being a head coach to a defensive coordinator he he probably has a lot of pull in the defense but but yeah I would I would have to say probably it's if Georgia wins another national championship if if not next year in the years coming and they make it 3 in like 5 years Let's just call it as it is. Move over Alabama. It's time to beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Georgia has a good recruiting class coming in next year. Um, so I mean, they're gonna they're probably gonna be back in the playoff. But uh, in my homer side, I want Notre Dame to be in there. So <laughs> no, but actually, the whole Clemson thing, I see it as you know, Clemson's a solid. I mean, they have a solid team. Oh yeah. And their defense, their defense is still. I mean, I would say it's still a lot better. Oh, it was in the top ten for this year, so it was really good. Yeah, it's just you know when you lose a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, I mean, <laughs> he was one of the best. I mean, not just not just pure numbers, not even just watching, just pure numbers. Great quarterback. I mean, it was great. You know, and uh, you know, I'm not a Clemson fan at all, but you know, it's. 
it was definitely great to see. They won with him. They won, was it two national championships? Yeah, two national championships. And I think they were there four years in a their row. Their record was, I'm pretty sure, he only lost two games with Clemson, both national no, not national championships. Mm. He lost one regular season, and they lost to Joe. No, he only won one national championship because they lost to LSU. Right. Right. They lost to Joe Burrow, right. but he, he only lost Burrow, right? two games <clears throat> in his whole career with Clemson. He lost to uh, LSU, and then he they lost in a regular season game to somebody, I think. But really, you know, talk about a great college career. Right. I mean, now, you know, now he's in the NFL and, you know, he just, that's another thing, man. The Jags, I don't, did you see that? I went to bed last night thinking that was done. I woke up this morning and go, they won. It was just like the flip. He had four interceptions in the first half and they threw four TD passes in the second half. It's like, again, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing because that, I mean, I was, I, I, I started watching right before halftime. They scored a touchdown right, right before half, and right. I thought, okay, well, you know, they're not going to win, so I'm going to go play some video games. Well, <laughs> I know. I went to bed. <laughs> I, I I come back out and I'm like, oh hey, it's, it's four. They got 14 points now. Oh well, I'll and it was and then the Jags had the ball, and I was like, oh, I'll watch the drive. You know, just you know, whatever. Score a touchdown. I know. And I'm like, oh wow, it's 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 a it's a it's nine a game. point game. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna or a twenty. It was ten points because I went for a two point and right. then get him. But I was like, oh well, I'll 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 see Herbert. You know, take it down the field like he usually does. Get a touch. No, right. four and out. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> Touchdown. You know, four minutes left in the game. It it was it was an amazing game, and I'm kind of glad the Jags moved on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're playing. What, they're playing the Chiefs, right? Uh, you believe so. Jags yes. Chiefs. That's gonna be. That's gonna be. <laughs> that's gonna be a game. That'd be rough. Yeah, it'll be rough, but. But yeah, so going on, it's like Trevor Lawrence was thirty-four and two as a starting quarterback. Two, right? Starting quarterback at Clemson. All right. So, uh, all right. With that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the Good Fight Sports Podcast. Um, sorry for not introducing everybody. By the way, it's all right. My name is Kenny. I'm here with Brady Master and Steve Cox. Uh, sorry to inter, uh, introduce everyone so late, but hey, <laughs> we, just jumped, we just jumped right into all the uh, topics. So with that, uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, for myself, Steve, and Brady. Uh, this is Kenny Kramer saying so long, everybody. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening. And remember, Jesus loves you. So do we.